Hello, listeners. Welcome to the first episode of the new stream of the podcast that have turned network Dungeons and Pop Stories and Steins. These feed for the Dungeons and Pop Network will focus on our games with guest hosts and in general, it's our way to showcase people in the community that are just joining the podcasting community by being a part of Dungeons and Pop. It also includes such games as the long-awaited Arsenal's ongoing one-shot campaign, Capers and Cataclysms, which you're going to get the chance to listen to the first episode of right here. We hope you enjoy. And now, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new actual play podcast segment brought to you by Dungeons and Pop. This is Capers and Cataclysms, a short form rotating cast D&D 5th edition game where they all take place in the same setting, but each mission is its own micro campaign, kind of like a one shot, essentially, and different characters will come in at different times. This is the very first caper, which is the low le- lower level, more casual game type. Um, we have a couple players with us now, and they will go ahead and introduce themselves and their characters. Well, let, let, let's go by um, how everybody appears in order on your screen, Arsenal being the DM. Yeah. And then you can just edit out prompting uh, the prompting of the players to speak. Yeah. Well, and actually what we're doing right now is, like, if you want to do your true character introduction right now, you can. But if you just oh, want to do a basic, okay, that's where this yeah. goes. If you want to do a basic one just for for us, you can right now. We mm-hmm. do need to. Everyone needs to quickly introduce their characters, regardless. If you want your okay. true character introduction now, you can. If you want just to do a basic one, you can. I know Crest already has their character introduction done. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a basic just for us because I want to do a good one. All right. So that's gonna that's gonna take some scripting. Um, still, I still think we should go in order by who's, who's first on your screen. All right. That would be Sean on top. Do you want to do your proper one or do you want to do a basic one right now? You know what? I want to improvise my proper one. All right. Hi, I'm Sean O'Dell. You may remember me some, from such podcasts as Dungeons and Pop, Sewers and Shrewkins, and guest stars on many others yet to come. I am playing John Arbuckle. No, wait, no, I am playing... A man you know as Aaron Class, because John Arbuckle died in a tournament in a universe on a plane far, far away. And he certainly hasn't come back to life as something completely different with his life being just as much of a mess as it always been, if not worse, because now he's got magic powers. You know, because magic powers solves everything. Yeah, it solves everything. <laughs> it doesn't complicate things at all. All right, that's a pretty good intro. Uh... Eric, and you said you want to do a basic one now, so go ahead. You're next. Mm-hmm. Um, greetings. I am playing Evren. At least that's the name he gives everyone. He is a crystal dragonborn, which is to say that he's a dragonborn um, that is of a gem subtype variety, crystal specifically, which means his 
leathery draconic hide is festooned with scales that shimmer a white yellow in the sun, which he hates because sparkling. <laughs> he is a bit of a roguish figure, devil may care almost. I mean, he he's a nice enough guy, but he also really just doesn't put up with anybody's shit and never ask him about his parents. That That's a whole can of worms you do not want to open, and he does not want to talk about. He's a, a semi-permanent installation at the guild, simply because his sister is a constant supplier due to the caravan she runs. He has mixed feelings about the guild, but he is more than often not been seen talking to newbies about, you know, some tips and tricks and how, how, how the guild is run and how, how to get things done. So we'll see what kind of shenanigans I can uh, I can get into with this new character. All right. So there's everyone. Uh, Brian? All right. I'll keep it basic for now. Oh, sorry. Okay, basic for now. I was going to ask, so you answered me already. <laughs> I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off, though. No, you, you are fine. I'm the one that paused too long. Go ahead. Give us a basic about your character. Hello, everyone. I'm Brian, and I'm going to be playing Pappy, full name Papyrus. He is a Japetan. And I'm going to be playing a speed henchin, because I actually did my homework and read more about the henchins. Excellent. Excellent. Now, he actually comes from a different universe. In his universe, the henchins are a living entity. And just before things, everything went bad and all went to hell, he took one of these living entities and bonded with it. And now he's trying to become a hero that... Well, the one that brought him to life. He's trying to become like the one that brought him to life and hopefully bring him back to the light of justice. But unfortunately, Pappy's idea of justice and good can sometimes be seen as maybe a little chaotic. <laughs> but you know what? With the right team, he just might learn the right way to save everyone. All right. So there's Brian Crest. Hi, my name's Chris, pronouns he, him. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyQuest and just Chris on Pillowfort. I play video games Saturday on Twitch. I am the Dungeon Master of Choices, a D&D campaign by, streamed bi-weekly on Sunday. And I play Artoirel, the Lutrinian Magus. A lot of good homebrew in this game. That is one thing about computers and calicisms we're going to allow is homebrew, which allows things to make more interesting. That sentence makes sense somehow if you unscramble it. I mean, l l let's consider the fact that Dungeons and Pop started with a completely homebrew campaign. That's true. Thanks to lasers and liches. That's true. Anyway, um, those are our characters. This is our cast. Let's go ahead and get this game started on the plane of Pyvoltech, which is lovingly known to many, including by a large number of its own inhabitants, as the drainage ditch of the multiverse. It is a plane of ever-shifting landscape, let's say as bits of pieces of other realities, or even creatures from them, end up here from wherever they may have been before, either by accident or by luck, if they had been so, quote-unquote, destroyed in their main universe. Quote-unquote luck. Quote, yeah, quote-unquote luck. <laughs> How great it is. <laughs> don't, mind my, don't mind my snark, I don't mean to interrupt, I'm just, you know. You're fine, you're fine. Anyway, due to the ever-shifting nature of this world, there's not really so much strong kingdoms as there are city-states that trade between each other. It's kind of hard to have a stable kingdom when one day your castle could be just fine, and then the next day it could be under a giant pile of sand out of nowhere. 
or Pepe. That kind of stuff. Or, 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 you know, suddenly just be turned in- inverted, unfortunately. That kind of makes things difficult to have, have things be too stable. So the most stable city-states are built around these large, shiny black crystals sticking out of the ground around various places where that doesn't seem to happen as much. It seems to stabilize the world a bit. They're called oh, spires of the earth. The spires of the earth. And tell me, listeners, if that doesn't sound like a plot hook to you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a plot hook to me. Anyway, of note, one of the larger towns based around one of the larger and older spires is called Greyanger. Not sure why. It is nowhere near the ocean. It does have a river running through it, though, called Greyanger. Uh, and it is the home of the Interplanar Guild of Adventure, which is the vehicle for how these missions are going to be given out. And as a new day is starting, and in the courtyard of the main guild campus, several newbies sit and wait for the guild master to make his appearance and give a speech. Well, let's listen in on that. Hello, adventurers. Yes. Each and every one of you either is, or is aiming to become, an adventurer. Why else would you join the Interplanar Guild of Adventure? Ha 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 ha! Allow me to introduce myself, for those who don't know me. I am your illustrious guildmaster, Sir Vincent Priorwald. And it is under my instruction and watch that you shall become some of the greatest adventurers the multiverse has ever seen. If you are willing to work for it, that is. We cover everything from escorting a traveling merchant, to delivering precious cargo, to fighting off an army of undead, and maybe even pushing back an eldritch nightmare from breaking into our world, if the case may call for it. You will be set up in teams of three to five to deal with the requests brought before the guild. Rather it be, whether it be official request, or rumors of some darkness on the horizon. If you don't have the guts to face the darkest pits of the Nine Hells without blinking, then you should have left yesterday. So now I just have one question for you all. Are you ready for an adventure? The Guildmaster finishes a speech, gives a great wave to the gathered guildies, whether they be new or old and just happen to stand by to watch. Some people are a fan of his, even, even if some, he's seen a bit um, uh, campy. Over-enthusiastic? Cheesy. I mean, he's supposed to be a stereotypical knight in shining armor. I think I did a pretty good job, but... Adam's Adam West's Batman. <laughs> I think you would do Adam West proud. <laughs> he goes to start heading out, and many of you know you're supposed to be getting your assignment, but before any of you can chase him, a surprisingly tall, purple tiefling woman with a clipboard and glasses is steps forward, and waves to each of the newbies and actually even directly points out Evren to come over to them as well. <sighs> Trying to get them together. That, that was an in-character side. Oh, okay. Evren <laughs> uh, would push off the pillar that he was resting against because he was curious to see what flavor of yammering the guildmaster did this time. <laughs> Oh, he's fun. And he walks over to the to the tiefling. Uh, yes, Miss Blackwell. You you would know her. I mean, you would know her as Velrissa Blackwell. Okay. He still goes. Yes. Uh, yes. Just wait one moment, would you? Um. Yes. Newbies, newbies over here, please. Snapping. I cannot snap. I wish I could. 
Thank you. I'll use that. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Everett makes a uh, makes a concerted effort to look at a um, timekeeping device and goes 1001, <laughs> 1002, <laughs> 1003. In the midst of his counting, coming over at a bit of a brisk trot, comes a large anthropomorphic otter person. He is what is called a Lutrinian. And among the three sub-races, his is giant, which means he is the tallest of them. So he is six feet tall, 130 pounds. He has brown fur and a white muzzle with matching eyebrows. His eyes are blue. He's dressed in all green. He has a backpack slung over his shoulders. You can clearly see him wearing scale mail and a hand axe is tucked into his belt. And he's also carrying a shield. On said shield is a ring, like a carved-in ring of um, ivy and vines. And for my fellow players, I drew character art of our toy belt. Ooh. 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 Neat. And I just stuck it into the chat. Oh, love it. Oh. And around his um, wrist is a bracelet bearing a simple carved wooden leaf that, if you look close enough, would see bears the same ring on his shield, because that is his spell focus. Oh, I love it. 1,035. 1,036. <laughs> hey. 1037, and yes, I've been counting the entire time that Crest was talking and because I am committed to this gag. With the, con- with the continued counting being heard, Pappy disengages from his dancing from on top of a table because someone in, in the building decided to bet Pappy that he wouldn't dance during the Guildmaster's speech, uh, but he decided to. <laughs> he does a flip down from the table and proceeds to moonwalk to the meeting. Oh, this is going great so far. <laughs> We have a three foot, he's a three foot marionette who's painted white and has a red scarf hanging off his neck and looking like he had carved onto his body is like a little plate mail armor on his torso and red boots. I mean, what's a speed tension without a scarf? (laughs) (laughs) When he finally joins right next to Everett, he does a standing spin and strikes a Jojo pose. Uh. (laughs) Everett sighs again and passes him Two gold, as per the bet. <laughs> of course, it was Everin that made the bet. Of course, it was Everin. <laughs> I guess it's my turn to come over. Mm-hmm. I think you see a human in leather armor that seems to have way too many straps. But on closer inspection, it's it's a little big on him. It's it's meant for someone who's like a little, probably a little bit taller, a little more orcish. As he's looking down, these two pipes attached to a wooden handle of some sort of sort. Mm-hmm. There's like a metal frame around the handle going down to what looks to be a trigger. And you see him like, like I said, he's looking down the, the handles on the bottom. He's looking down the pipes and then he uh, turns around. He just uh, flicks it and cocks it a few times before slinging on his back and walking over. You know, you talk about the thing being made completely of uh, straps. It could be worse. You could be Final Fantasy X Lulu. <laughs> Her entire dress has belts. Is belts. All the belts. <laughs> okay, maybe just the skirt, but still. <sighs> so as you finally have all gathered, she looks you over and is like, yes, yes, very good. And now, as you all know how the system works, normally you'll be able to choose a mission or you'll be assigned one from our guildmaster. Uh, but that's only once you're all full-fledged guild members. Like Everin here. Everin! She'll be your, um, chaperone today. Babysitter! <clears throat> yes, babysitter. Do you have a problem with that, Mr. Everett? Several. Well, then you shouldn't have joined the guild. I didn't. 
Ah, not according to the paperwork. What does everyone look like? Did I, I? I I thought I gave the description in the character intro. Oh, you gave a brief one, but like, what's he wearing? Oh, he he is six foot four, and he is. I mean, he's he's a dragonborn, so he's got the muzzle, he's got the scales. Oh, right, the crystal dragonborn thing. I'm sorry, I completely spaced. No, it's fine. Believe me, I've been there. Though it does bring up a good question. Tails or no on dragonborn? Up to you. Yes, because they're dragons. They gotta have tails. It's stupid that... It is stupid that the lizardmen got the tails and, like, the natural armor and the dragonborns didn't. Yep. One is lizards, the other are progeny of dragons. So, she calls you over, she starts with that. Now, normally you'd get to choose how you want to get your mission, or you'd get one directly from um, the Guildmaster or me. But having this is most of yours, first time, I've taken liberty of picking three easy missions for you to do. The squeaking you hear is the training wheels. <laughs> so, you get to choose between one of these three amongst yourselves, and if you can't decide then your team leader will decide. And that, no, Everett, just because you're the only experienced one does not mean you automatically get the leadership coin. Then what's the point? The point is for you to make sure they don't kill themselves. I roll. Or, you know, embarrass the guild. Anyway, the three... You're sending the gun. <clears throat> the three missions you can pick from is, uh... Oh, yes, here we are. The town of Testilus. Testilus. Tostylus? Tostylus? Testicles. <laughs> I really wish I would have read that out loud before I started this, because I know I, I, I wrote that because I pronounced it that way, and I, now I can't remember how I pronounced it. Tostylus. It happens. Everett's going to call it testicles anyway. <laughs> the town of Tostylus. Tostylus. Testicles. Tostylus has been having issues with random pilferings and burglaries. He's uh, accompanying with a terrible smell. The town guard have seemed to rule out normal banditry and have requested some aid. So that is something you could do. There is some issues with the storehouses in Bastilesworth, or Bastilesworth. Uh, their storehouses keep being... What is a Bastilesworth? The town of Bastilesworth. The joke just kind of flies over those pretty horns, don't they? Their storehouses are being raided, and their livelihoods are in danger. This is not a time to joke. Again... It's always a time to joke. It is a similar situation in Bastilleworth, where they are being raided, though they can't seem to quite figure out how. The Even with this town guards surrounding the building, they've ended up with stuff missing the next day. Finally, this last one is a little odd. I'm sure it's just a quick pop-in, pop-out kind of situation. We've so you know it's not going to be. <laughs> That's how those things go. Oh, this is going to be an easy cakewalk. We'll just pop in, pop out. And next thing you know, three weeks later, you come out of the dimensional portal covered in scars and gunk. Excuse me, Everett, was it? Evrin, but yes. Daughter says as he looks at you. <clears throat> as I understand it, this woman is your superior. And? Please try and be respectful. Oh, you're going to be a fun one, aren't you? And he just grins, showing his teeth. Eric, what's what's Everin's AC? <laughs> wow, already? <laughs> oh my goodness. 14. Well, I think a, a non-natural 20 beats that as Aaron just kind of like 
juts out the handle of his shotgun and just kind of gets him in the gut. Okay, one, rude. And two, for reference sake, it's Evryn. E-V-R-Y-N-N. Apologies. No, it's fine. Um, Pappy's just been taking notes on what everyone has been doing this entire time. And he finally just... Which apparently is beating up on Evryn. Well, he finishes taking his last note and goes, Hmm, so this is how you be a hero. <laughs> I am learning so much. No. <laughs> no, this is not how you be a hero. This is how you be asshole. Oh, Lord, this is going great, isn't it? <laughs> I think Aaron just kind of looks down at Pappy and goes, Rule number one, Pappy. Assert dominance. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like that then, is it? Mustering some strength, Artoiro looks at the tiefling and says, Please continue, Lady Blackwell. Thank you. Finally, we've had some mixed reports from the town of uh, Mongdao. It seems that while the official word from the god is that everything is fine... Of course. Some contacts we have in the city, some old acquaintances of the guild have asked us to look into help. There may be disappearances happening in the town of Mongdao. We're not entirely sure. The information is cloudy. What about their bean supply? How are the Mung's beans? Please select a mission amongst yourselves. And let me know so I can mark it down that we have someone heading that way. And, like, she just keeps giving dirty looks at Everin, like, this entire time she has been. Nothing new to him. So, yeah. See, the character wants to suggest Mung Dao. The player is screaming in the back of the head. <laughs> Two letters. I mean... <laughs> but... So... I mean, you know, Everton called it. Oh, it's going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, right. So you guys got those three choices. You got Mongdao, you got Bastilworth, and you got Artastilus. Before proceeding, I would know this group's its capabilities. I am skilled with combat, and I am skilled with magic to a certain extent. What do the rest of you bring to the table? A sunny disposition and w- rapier wit. But you're a bard, got it. And you, and I look at the puppet. Um, Pappy takes a standing salute at you and goes, mm, In my universe, you would probably be my senpais. So, great senpai, my ability is to kick a lot of ass. <laughs> would you like to see my ass-kicking ability? Not quite yet. We'll get there, I imagine. He stops saluting, and he and he just waits for your next command. Aaron just kind of nods, goes, Well, uh, I got a keen eye, some cool flips, and... uh." Flair for the dramatic entrance. <laughs> In that case, I think perhaps... Uh, sorry, um, Sean? Sean, really quickly, could you give me a perception check? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoot, I don't know what this is on. It, I, the D20, guys, it landed on an edge. Oh, no. Then it's cocked, so you roll again. Yeah, if, if it lands on an edge, you re-roll. All right, that is a 14. <laughs> you think you feel something, but when you look and turn and try and figure out what it was, nothing's there. <laughs> In that case, given how our group seems to be fo- more focused on combat at and potential, I want to say investigation work, perhaps we should head to Bastilworth and investigate the storehouses. So uh, just side note, the uh, audience can't see this, but 
<laughs> Everin just kind of dole from Aaron. And uh, <laughs> I think you have some gold, yes, from your background or your character? Uh, yeah, I have 15 gold. I, I would prefer something a little more, say, personal that he would notice is missing. That's rude. Oh, no. Because if, if, if we're if we're if we're talking about asserting dominance. <laughs> <laughs> OK, you know, what? if we're going to be doing this, can I roll perception to see if he's doing this? If you'd like to go ahead. Got to beat us 15. It was 15 on a dice. I have a negative one perception. I noticed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I do want to point this out. I only did this because he gut checked me with his shotgun. So, yeah, that's fair. I, I am not going to be that chaos gremlin that is going to tank the game, Crest. Don't worry. Well, I, I do have a whip. <laughs> I do have another shotgun. For our audience, I rolled a seven. <laughs> uh, you no longer have a whip. Okay. Ah, nuts. If you took the other shotgun, that would have been funny later. <laughs> For reasons that will come apparent if anyone ever takes the shotgun. Okay. So circling back... I am proposing choice two. The Bastille. The town of Bastilleworth and investigating the storehouses. Yep. I mean, six of one, a dozen of the other, really. Everyone, everyone sees them all just kind of all the same level. Yeah. Yeah, they look easy, but he knows from experience that, no, something's going to go wrong, something's going to explode, and somehow he's going to get saddled with the blame. To that end, in character, everyone is just going to be like, yeah, if you think that's what uh, is best, then yeah, sure, I guess. So, any other opinions? Or are you on your way to best deals worth? Well, I think Aaron's like, well, that makes sense. So, I will admit, uh, it was Mungdao, right? Mungdao. Mungdao seems a little more interesting and may prove a little more useful in uh, showing our grit, but I will defer to the group. Pappy goes where his teachers tell him to go. We had one official vote, and it was for Bastilleworth. All right. Well, I officially voted for Mungdao, but I said that if... Ah. So technically we're at two votes, one each, one abstaining because he'll go where the group goes, and then there's me. Yeah. So you can either vote or we could... Make it a three-way tie because I'm that much of a jackass now. And if that's the case, either you vote for one of the two or we do... The initiative rollout out to determine who is the team leader. I actually will throw a vote. Pappy's actual vote will be to go for Bastille's worth, and there is a reason why he would choose this. All right. Okay. Quick question. Um, can, I, can I get a refresher on the different uh, issues? Okay. I know one of them, Bastille's worth was the... Storehouses. The storehouse? Storehouses being raided. They didn't know how they were getting raided. Like, e okay. e even when they had guards standing around them overnight, the next day stuff would be missing. Okay. First choice was a town called Tostiles having issues with random burglaries, complete with strange smells. Mm -hmm. Okay. The third mission is in a town called Mondau, I think it's pronounced. Mondau. Acquaintances having trouble with disappearances. Possibly. There's mixed reports. And we have two for Bastille's worth and one for... Mon uh, for Mondau. Honestly, the disappearing people seem a little more important, so that's where... Aaron would make his vote. Uh, Evren, Evren would make his vote for. Which means it's now time to decide who the team captain is. Which is something I've also I planned this ahead of time because I knew those things could go poorly. 
Like, I knew, like, it's not always going to be a solidified vote. So there's the team captain vote, which is done by rolling for initiative. Highest becomes team captain, and their vote is the tiebreaker. I rolled a 19, and I have a plus two to initiative for a 21. Oof. All right. I do not. I do not. (laughs) How high did you not roll, Sean? 11. 10. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. I don't, I don't want this. I rolled a 17. My initiative is five. Oh, God. No, I don't want this. Oh, 21 versus 21. No. And we're just, isn't 17 plus five, 22? Oh, is it? Pappy wins by one. Oh, God. No. <laughs> if you don't want it, you could probably have Pappy defer to one of his senpai. That's true. That's actually what I would like to do for uh, role-playing purposes. Let's get to that. As she saw the group was not coming to a consensus, she pulled a coin from a little clip on the clipboard and tossed it randomly to one of you, and it just so happened to be caught by the puppet. Congratulations, you're now team captain, and your vote is the tiebreaker. What mission are you taking? She asked, staring hard at Papyrus. Oh... Papyrus just starts shaking and he turns. First, he looks at Everin and he sees a personality of someone. Granted, he really respects this and he wants to really follow Everin, but at the same time, he senses danger. Then he looks at Aaron and he feels a bond that he hasn't felt in a long time, but at the same time, it was that bond that got him in a lot of trouble in the past. And then finally, looking at his great otter senpai, <laughs> Pappy just goes, um, no, he will be the leader. And gives him the coin? Yep. <laughs> Hands over the <laughs> coin. <laughs> because he remembers a very a mentor from the past whose name started with a T and how every time the three of him and his friends would get into trouble, it was that mentor that would come and scowl them and tell them the right way to do things. And he senses that from his auto senpai. So he's like, Mm-mm, you do it. <laughs> Very well then. I say as I took the coin. Mission two it is then. All right. So you will be going to Bastille with. Uh, she writes on her little cupboard thing. So stolen goods are more important than missing people. All right. Priorities. Possible missing people. We don't know for a fact that anyone's gone actually missing. The person that made the request is a friend of the Guildmaster, but they're also known to not be the most stable. So, the only reason we were going to send anyone out there anyway is because they were an old friend. I'm just going to say it now. If we ever go back to that mission, it turns out to be exactly what I messaged you, Arcel. You evil person, you. <laughs> Oh, no. Is it what I think it is? Probably. That's what I asked. We'll see if anyone ever gets that mission in the fu- in future capers. We'll see. <laughs> if there's a time even left. <sighs> well, this is the advantage of having multiple teams. You can always make it so the missions are happening at the same time if a different team is going there. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. That, that That is what I'm betting on here. The timeline is as we decide what it is. Yes, exactly. All right, so um, she writes it down. She pulls off a form and rolls it up from the clipboard, handing it to Artorial. 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 Hold on, I'll I'll pronounce it in the chat. Thank you. I'm sorry. I am bad. Artorial. Okay. And hands it to him, 
it just is basic information. It talks about the city. It talks about the... It tells you who Bastille's worth. It's a small town. It shows where it is on the map. And it tells you you should talk to the captain of the guard there. It's not a huge town, so it only has a town guard. It doesn't have, like, a standing army. Captain Rem Roomwood will be the point of contact in the city of Bastilleworth. And she's nods is like, mm, if you need any additional equipment, the guild armory is open to you as always. As everyone would know, you don't. Everyone, if you could show them to the armory if they need anything, I'd appreciate it. I have other teams to attend to. And when you're ready to go, oh, uh, we have a guild cart ready to take you. You don't have to worry about travel time in this. They take care of it. The guild takes care of its, its own. So as Miss Black Quill yes. leaves, yes. Everin will just turn to our toy rail and go, Well, oh illustrious team leader, will you dine to permit me to take you to the armory? You may. He says he's not responding to the jib. <laughs> How gracious of you. <laughs> and he turns and starts walking off. So if you guys need any additional basic equipment, you have not been approved for magical gear or special items. So any non-magical equipment you need, you can pretty much get from the armory. Pretty simple. Hmm. Our toy rail doesn't need anything. All right. But if the others need it, he'll, like, wait. Does anyone, does, does anyone feel they need any additional equipment, or are you happy with what you got? I'm actually happy with everything Pappy has, so Pappy will wait with our toy, ah, our toy rail. All right. I think I'm good. I... Well, yeah, so even if you guys don't end up getting anything, it's still good to know where it is for future missions. True. Yeah. I actually don't have a... What the hell? What? Oh, nothing. Just just me forgetting, apparently, some of my starting equipment. Ah, yeah, that that can happen. <laughs> from, from the Rogue. I'm I'm figuring I got, like, a simple weapon for a dagger yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just didn't put it on my sheet. That's odd. Well, since we know that my... We're going to the one for thievery... Iron is going to be the smart one, and he's going to pull a Scooby-Doo, and he's going to grab some nets, just in case we need some nets. Nets? Okay. Yep. It is a basic D&D item. It is a weapon. Yeah, you you get three. You're able to get three nets, no problem. Nice and easy. I mean, that's actually really good. Yeah. Alrighty then. Once Aaron has his nets, we'll be off. All right. You are shown to a cart. You're greeted by the cart driver. Just just little old man. And again, random name. You can call him Gaul. That's it. No surname, just Gaul. Or maybe it is a surname. It's not entirely clear. And it is a not a super long trip, a little more than a day's travel to come to this small forested town at the base of a mountain range. It's unclear why it's called Bastilleworth, as it doesn't look like it has anything of heavy infrastructure there, though that might have simply been because of how much time has passed. Like, there are some rooms on the edge of the town. All right. People are moving about. Means things are not too busy. You you see the town guards, and one of them directs you towards the storehouses where, yeah, that is where Rem Runewood will be. Just these large warehouses on the far side of town near the mountains. It's also near where the ruins are, so that's not bad. All righty. Go on. Nope, okay. There you find several town guards. And it's standing outside a opened-up storehouse, like doors wide open, and within it is a single town guard that is in nicer armor. You're informed that's Rem Runewood, and he seems to be, just looks utterly baffled. 
Donald as he stands in a half-empty storehouse and, like, stuff knocked about it. It looks like it's been properly raided. Captain Remoulet, I made, I assume. No, you're... Arturo says as he takes the lead. Who are you? Arturo. Are you with a... New recruit of IGA, and I will flash the Adventurer's Guild badge you said we all have. Yes, I did forget to mention that for the official recording. Yeah, everyone has a guild badge and a guild-branded water skin. Sorry. I know that, that that's not important about anything. I just love that I did that. I, I love that it's, like, in-universe in marketing. Merchandising. Merchandising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the real money from the movie is made. Anyway. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for my IGA uh, branded hoodie. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, anyway, um, he he nods at you and is like, "It smells about time." I'm up to my wit's end on this place. Look at this thing. I was stood out front this place personally myself last night. And look at it. Half the food provisions are gone. Several bouts of cloth destroyed. Can I make an investigation? Go right ahead. Can I roll nature to see if it was an animal that did this, maybe? Go right ahead. Nature, dirty 20. Ooh, and what'd you get for your investigation? 18 with a 19 added in. All right. Since Everin asked first, we'll go with Everin's first. Yeah, you did go, right? You asked for investigation. Yeah, I asked for investigation, and then Cress popped up saying, hey, can you do a nature check? Yeah. Which, actually, that's a good idea. Yeah. What you do notice is there are marks around the place that are... Not natural. They don't look like they were done by. Well, not they're they're not. They don't look like they were done by any sort of tools. They look like they were natural. The boxes were clawed open. Yeah, they were natural. Clawed open, and you also notice that while there are no other doors into the storehouse, there are some windows further up on the walls, like too high for how people would normally go. But right here's my question: Do these claw marks tend happen to also be around the windows? Uh, not that you can. See, they're more like in the boxes that were, or the bags that were torn open. Mm -hmm. And you said dirty 20 for your... Nature check, yes. Nature check? He did. While you're, while you're investigating and the guard captain is talking, you find a feather just underneath some of the stuff. Like, you actually find a few feathers in your investigation. It's a little odd. Like, like they, they don't, they're sizable feathers. They don't look like little bird feathers, you know? I gather them up and I say, Captain Remlet, I don't suppose poultry was among the missing goods. Huh. Why would you keep poultry in a storehouse? That's just ridiculous. Where the farm? I flashed the feathers at him. What? I don't think I've ever seen feathers like this. Like, they're a vibrant blue color. Though, what about these scratches? And he points to, you know, the scratched and not on things. Yeah, we've seen that a few times in the past, but... Again, we're never quite sure what's been causing it. Just keeps being an issue for us. I mean, I don't know, but my money is on whatever left those bright ass blue feathers around. Indeed, and I cast my eyes towards the windows. Do I need the real acrobatics to get up there? Uh, yeah. But I actually kind of had something about it. If it's okay, go ahead. I think Aaron looking around at this, and I want to give the help action and just kind of head over there and stand and brace against the wall and just kind of whistle over to Artoyal. To uh, help him up there. Here's a good question. How how tall is our toy rail? Now that now that I'm six feet, six feet, and Everin is six four. Oh, so here's a question: How tall are those windows again? Oh, they're ten feet up. Pappy's just gonna do a sweet flip and get up there easily. What? Because he has sweet flips. Oh, that's right. He can jump up to fifteen feet in any direction. 
Including up. Uh, doesn't have to be transformed for that? Oh, that's true. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. You know what? We're, this is the perfect time for Happy to do it. The first thing you'll just hear is, Camp off! <laughs> and a suit of armor descending from the sky, shining black, like a black, um, what is the phantom black? It is literally phantom black. This is how black this armor is. Oh, oh vanta black? Sorry, vanta black. I apologize. It looks like a hole. No, I, I just... It looks like a hole in the sky. I, yeah. I, I realized what you were going for. And so, this is how dark, but you can see in the middle of the cracks is like what looks like living material just constantly flowing. And it opens up, because when it lands, it does like the blade landing. Not your typical superhero landing, the blade landing specifically, if you remember. Uh, vampire Hunter Blade, not Common Rider Blade. Yes, Vampire Hunter Blade. Gotcha. And so and when it does, its chest opens up and Pappy climbs onto one of the legs and climbs inside. And then he looks up at the window and does a sweet flip. All right. I think everyone's going to look at our toy reel and go, you don't see that every day, do you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Then since coming to Pavel Talk, my worldview has been up and pretty but widely. <laughs> yeah, try being a native here. <laughs> I can only imagine. Should I roll a con save since I'm standing in front of the window to make sure I don't get knocked on my <laughs> Oh no, I feel bad now. <laughs> if, you, if you think you'd be the kind to stumble away to try and not get hit, go ahead and do... Uh, no, it'd be a deck save to make sure you don't stumble and fall, not a con. No, no, Aaron's still there, but he has this giant armored figure jumping up onto his... <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 no. If I, if I remember correctly, he's just doing sweet flips to get up to the window. He's not actually using you as the launching board like you were planning on doing for our toy rail. Yeah, he bypassed you. What is he standing on to look at the window? That's what I mean. The window ledge, I'm guessing. Oh, it's one of those ones. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Also, Chris, what were you going to say? You started to say something, and then we just kind of got lost in the shuffle. After he transformed, I was going to turn back to Aaron. I was going to do acrobatics. Hey, okay. So you're both going to go up to the window. Yes. All right. Go ahead and do your acrobatics roll. With advantage, because you're getting the help action. Natural 20. Oh, my. Well, shit. You somehow do it even more impressively than the guy in armor. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this, this is why you are the senpai. The guard captain's going to look at everyone and go, did, did, did the guild become a flying circus when I wasn't looking? Their guess is as good as mine. Jeez. I swear I'll ignore them talking and turns his attention to the windows. The window ledges are, they're, they're, they're about a foot and a half thick, so plenty enough room to stand on, even though it's not super tall. They're only maybe, you have to crouch down, but like between the, like, you got maybe four feet of clearance, and, but the window itself is only like, two and a half feet tall, and they're just these big rectangular windows, and it seems they are very easy, and, like, they're not even glass-filled, they're just open air, but they have smoothed edges, so it doesn't look like something could grappling hook to them, you know, like, kind of slightly rounded. And he's wondering how the things got in? No, like, they're rounded, like, it's ten feet in the air, and rounded edges, so you can't grappling hook in. These things have feathers, they probably have wings. Yes, but there's no glass in them. Yes, but the roof edge on the other side is pretty low. So if you tried to jump into it from that direction, you'd probably hit your head and just fall back down. At least make a lot of noise. It's not easy. Okay, are there scratch marks or the blue feathers up here? They're not up there, but you do see one or two blue feathers on the ground outside the window. Hmm. I will get down from the window and I will say, there are blue feathers outside this building. I'm betting, I'm guessing the birds flew in here. Birds? But what kind of bird steals 20 pounds of food? I look towards Evan and I say, 
a hungry one. And I say, well, you're the native here. And I hold up the feather. You tell me. And there's a challenge to his gaze. <laughs> oh. Now, I know he's challenging the, the captain we're talking to. Oh. But that said, I would like to do... No, I was talking to Avren. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I said, you're the native here. You tell me as I hold up the feathers. I was going to say, I'd like to roll a nature check. Go ahead. Well, that ain't too great. How does an 11 do? It's a feather. <laughs> I would, I'd imagine I would have I'd have less luck than him, but shall I try and roll nature? Uh, yeah, go ahead. To figure out what kind of feather it is. Just straight or disadvantage? Just straight. <laughs> That's a natural one. I know nothing. <laughs> You're convinced it's from a penguin. <laughs> Has our tribe really even heard of penguins? No. At least I know it's a feather. What do you think it is, Mr. Natural One? <laughs> He knows he knows it's a feather. He just think he's just for sure it's from a bird that can't possibly be from. Okay. <laughs> well, the idea actually isn't that out of place, considering this is a hodgepodge of the multiverse. That's true. That's true. I mean, fair, fair. <laughs> so, I think that Aaron is going to come over and look at the feathers. <laughs> uh, you see his eyes weird black and white specks appearing, and I'd like to use my background feature of impossible knowledge, Arsel. Ooh, okay, so what is, how does that work? Oh, you're a player background. How does that work? You know things about the world that you have not researched and sometimes would be impossible for anyone to know. The names of long-dead kings, the general location of an ancient artifact, how some dwarven machine works, that secrets the dragon hides, time of the next eclipse, or the exact words needed to sway an opinion are all examples of knowledge you may suddenly and inexplicably remember. These bits of knowledge come from you as memories from your previous life and may not be reliable. It also says it rarely pertains to present or future events and is mostly lower from the past or a prophecy. Those small bits of information about the immediate world can sometimes make themselves known. Additionally, these quote-unquote memories are extremely rare, happening no more than once a week or sometimes for for several years. Ask your GM whenever you feel like this feature may come into effect. And you know why I'm pulling this. As a person who has a... No, I don't know why you're pulling this. You do, because you gave... You you had an idea. Oh, no. Oh, right. Yes, okay. Well, knowing that, even though in this case it won't help extremely well, you, while looking that close, you get a smell of something that sends you into flashbacks of a time you don't exactly know of... The sea, the ocean, blue feathers in the ocean. Like, mm, it's very odd. I think Aaron kind of blinks and steps back a little. Hey. My God, they are penguins. <laughs> I think he kind of he blinks. He's just kind of weird. What? That's interesting. Uh, those remind me of the sea, but I'm not sure why. Mm. And you're asking us? Well, it more information you had, Evan. That's true. I am just telling you what I can, I've been able to pick up here. And it's weird because I've never been to the ocean, but yet I remember oh, the smell of the ocean and blue feathers like those. The creak of the wooden boards of a ship creaking. Pleasant tune in the background, but no, yeah, pretty, pretty simple stuff. I think that thought Aaron's like thinking and because we, we, I can't remember this in the description. Did anyone mention, isn't this the one that has the river, or am I thinking of one of the other missions? Oh, uh, Grey Anchor had the river. The, 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 the main town has the... This is a town in a forest 
at the base of a mountain range. It's pretty foggy, though, so you can't really see the mountain range. That's actually a normal trait of this place. So, feathers from a seabird are just weird. Yeah. Pappy's going to tug on everyone's pant leg. Yes, small one, are you going to snark at me now, too? (laughs) Are there pirates in your universe? Well... Yes, I mean, whenever there's uh, rules set in place that people don't like, or an oppressed group of people that try to make a living that usually end up turning to stealing, yeah, pirates. I think he was pirates, everyone. (laughs) I mean, that's a fair thought, except that we're nowhere near a source of water. (laughs) Which makes the fact that these feathers made him, nodding to Aaron, think of the sea and a ship and all of that, all the weirder. And then he pauses. However, he turns to uh, Captain, the Captain Ren. Rem? Yeah, Rem, 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 R-E-M. Rabbit eye movement. Fair enough. When was the last time, say, a supply caravan came in to town? And where were they from? Uh, we get them once every one or two months, and uh, the last one was from the... Uh, the last one was from uh, Melginor. The, you know, the, the, that, that huge port city all the trade comes from, they have such good stuff from there. Mm-hmm. And how long ago did these thievery, uh, did the thievery start? It's, um, oh, well, the last shipment was actually about a week ago, but it started about three weeks ago, and it's happened on and off, off every two to three days, it seems. Am I the only one seeing things line up, or is that just me? Hmm, potentially. But let's see if there really is a current this ship has traced along that we can follow as I walk outside, and I'm going to head over to where I saw the blue feathers outside the building, and I'm going to see if there's a trail. Uh, okay, roll me, uh, you can either do nature or you can do survival. Or investigation. No, no, survival or. Everyone will refrain from mimicking strangling the giant otter person. Investigation, okay, they're both the same, so... Four. I'm having no luck today. No, you are not. Can I give the help action? Because I am a very investigative boy. Oh, it, it, do you want to do the help action or do you want to do your own roll? I, uh, whatever he answers, I'd like to try my own roll if that's okay. All right. The him person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to give. I think the help action makes more sense because, like. All right. It makes sense with Aaron's trying to. So, survival with advantage then? Yep. So you get another roll, yeah. <laughs> that's a natural 20. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, you're not having any luck at first, but when uh, Aaron comes to help you out, like, as you're up, like, just out of the corner of your eye, you spot something further back, like, towards the forest. You see more feathers. I mean, you see another feather just out in the woods. So you have a direction you can go. The more you look, the more kind of little hints of a path you, can, you have found heading into the woods, towards the mountains. And we have a trail. And I set off for the woods. All right. Is he going alone? I was going to say, does the team leader wait for the rest of the team, or does he just go (laughs) off on his own? Well, Aaron was with me, so I'm assuming the rest of you are following. Oh, Pappy is right behind Aaron. Okay. You're all going? Is everyone joining them? I don't know, is he? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes, but at a distance. Grumpy. Got it. (laughs) No, he's trying to make a point. (laughs) Um, No, it's a good point. The team leader just kind of waltzed off and just assumed the rest of the team was going to follow him <laughs> without any sort of, you know, direction or plan. He just up and walked off. 
So Aaron will, at a distance, follow. Follow. But ambush him. Ambush him. <laughs> but it is enough of a distance to make a poignant case of things. All right. Sorry, I was checking something really fast. So you're heading into the woods. You're heading deeper into the woods. The captain, like, goes to follow versus like, I'll stay here then. Be careful. Yeah. Huh? The woods are dangerous. Aaron just cocks his shotgun and goes, oh, don't worry. We got this. <laughs> and then he fires an electric blast into a nearby tree for emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> out of his shotgun. Why? <laughs> because Eldrick Blaze. Oh, you ruined our... Your captain is appreciated, but perhaps we should cool our jets a second. Our heroes, <laughs> listeners. Our heroes. <laughs> Alright, so you're heading into the woods? Listen, you don't get to say that when you've been snark master this whole time. Just because I'm I'm being a snarky jackass doesn't mean I'm a bad person or an asshole. <laughs> Just means I'm a snarky jackass. There's a difference. Uh-huh. Sure, Jan. Oh. Oh, so that's how it's going to be. I think as they're arguing, Aaron's just talking to Pappy. Goes, that was out of character. No, 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 no. That... <laughs> oh my goodness excuse me for trying to for trying to widen my character breath and play different types of characters ah, I, I still think it's funny if it was a character though no it couldn't be because of how kind of distant Efren is following oh, just, um, <laughs> alrighty so shouting at each other while they walk the roads not the most stealthy approach to following people <laughs> but I am wearing scale mail so oh my goodness so even so <sighs> alright so you're all just heading in the woods right yes alright yeah as you go deeper into the woods like there is somewhat of a path easy enough to follow. It does get a little harder as you reach the area of the mountains where the fog and cloud layer starts rolling in, which slows down your progress a little bit. It does force Everin to get a little closer or else he will not be able to see everyone. What is being rolled? Uh, that was a stealth check, actually. Okay, how are you doing? How is that? 16. Not bad. And I do want to say out of character, it's not that he's trying to hide it from the group. Or he's trying to do something... He's just trying not to make too much noise. Yeah, he's trying. He's not trying to do something to the group. Yeah. He's actually being wary of what they might be coming up on, so he wants to stealth slash hide, so he could possibly be a ace up the team's sleeve if we stumble across something, or perhaps something stumbles across us and surprises us. That's entirely fair. Could I get perception checks from people? Oh, everyone? Yeah, everyone. Okay. All right. 18. <laughs> that is 14 on the die. Uh, 18 with my modifier. All right, two 18s. What else we got? That I rolled a 12. I rolled an 8. <laughs> Are those totals or after? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It was a 13, but I have a negative one in perception, so that is a 12. Okay, 12 total. Yeah, I, I need to know if it's total. So two 18s total. All right. You start hearing... A melody, oddly enough, a bit in the distance. Well, two of you do. You Two of you notice it. It's like, that music? That's a little odd. Now I need all of you to roll a wisdom check. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> it's for a saving throw. It's a wisdom saving throw. Oh, goody. Mm, uh, this hurts. I'm not, I'm not no. good at those. No. It's an eight again. <laughs> Fifteen. 
Oh, shit. I rolled a 19 plus 2, for, so 21. All right, so what were they in? We got 21, a 19, an 8. I have a 5. A 5 total. 15. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> so it seems the snark has protected at least two of our people. <laughs> okay, well, Everin and Artoil, right? Artoirel. 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 You have to shake your head a bit because the music sounded really good, but I was like, yeah, that was that. It, it, it's doing something weird, but you're able to shake it off. The other two of you start being forced to start moving into the fog off to the side of the path towards the beautiful music, unable to stop yourselves as you head into the, uh, yeah, into the fog. I follow them carefully. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm stealthed, so I'm not too terribly worried. Uh, you get dragged. You can find Dungeons and Pop at Dungeons Pop on Twitter and on your podcast app of choice. You can also join us on our Discord social club and maybe even join for a game and get your chance to be on a podcast if only once. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed our show, please leave a review.